Welcome to your Drive Time News Blast. We're calling it what it is, and we're telling it like it is, with 30 minutes of jam-packed, up-to-the-minute news from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice every weekday. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story all over every single news feed, every radio station, every cable news channel is the Democrat debates from last night. And I have to say, just the cursory glance I gave to that torturous subject matter reflected totally what you anticipated, Binkley. What did you think? I thought it was hell. I thought it was <laughs> one of the worst things I'd ever seen in my life. It was like when Clockwork Orange, like he propped the guy's eyelids open so he has to watch like terrible scenes. That's like, what I that's felt <laughs> like. Ask me a question. Any question. Like, like you're a debate moderator. Okay, um, what do you think is the single greatest issue facing our nation in the next four years? That's a great question. Thank you for asking. Let me start off by saying that the president is a racist and there's a white supremacist in the White House. That's, that's, how, <laughs> that's how every question kicked off. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I think I know where it went from there. Here's what I saw <laughs> in the debate other than that is I saw a bunch of people gang up on an old man who looked like he was barely holding it together and in a mean-spirited way, especially Castro, when he just went after Joe Biden and he did not stop. He continued to question Joe Biden's memory in a way where it just looked like he was bullying him. And at that point, I said, I think they're doing this on purpose because right now Joe Biden feels sympathetic, and I feel like, yeah, I want that old man to win because all of these people, these mean people, are ganging up on him. Wow. Do you do you really think that was the meaning to make him sympathetic? The way that Castro handled it and even Bernie Sanders, which by the way, Bernie Sanders cannot lift his head up above his shoulders. It's it, he's not <laughs> he can never be a president. You can never see his face. You just see two hands moving around and so a blue dread man going like this. He's like straight out of a Muppet show. It really is. It's, it's a caricature. Like where it's like an actual, it's a puppet, but like the hands are real, like the Swedish chef. Right, like yeah. The hands move, but the rest of it's just a, exactly. just a weird puppet. Even he was a little meaner than you would expect. It, it seemed like a level of meanness that they were giving towards Joe Biden that was just mm. mean-spirited, and it didn't seem natural. It seemed forced to me. Well, does anything ever seem natural on I'll, those I'll, stages? I'll say this. When Joe Biden, at, the, at first he was doing all right in the beginning, but when he started flubbing, which he knew he was going to do, it seemed legitimate to me. He seemed like he was barely keeping it together mentally. No way. But he's masterful. Like they say – that D.C. is Hollywood for ugly people. Yeah. What they mean by that is that they're actors, and you kind of expect more out right. of them than that. That's and what I was going to say. he is one yeah. of the, like we were saying about Mueller. Like, he, nobody said, oh, he's faking it, except for you and me. We're both like, well, that's his job. Right. <laughs> and I've been of the opinion that Biden was playing it up a little bit, but watching last night, he could be a really good actor. They have he's... acting coaches for politicians. I know, I know. That they do. I know. It seemed like he legitimately was having problems remembering things. and say, He called Bernie Sanders the president at one point in time. That just isn't – that cannot be – I'll look. If you they go, wa given you go him, watch Maybe it. they gave him like a halcyon or something. You know, that made – I think if he was – They could have yeah, done that. If he was acting, I think have it was drug-assisted acting. Yeah. 
could be. I will go watch. We, we, you and I have different opinions about this sometimes. I know that they act, and I usually, I've been of the opinion right. that Joe no, Biden has been faking yeah. until yeah. last night. He legitimately looked like he was struggling. Right. Other, it's quite possible that they just let him, let, they let him have a cocktail or whatever. That might be possible. I, th- I thought about that too. I was like, he's got to yeah. be, something's going on because he really looks like he's struggling. Other yeah. than him, Klobuchar is terrible. I don't know what she's doing on the stage. <laughs> Kamala Harris thinks she's clever, but she's also terrible. And even worse, she's arrogant about it, and she doesn't realize that she's terrible. At least Klobuchar is, has a little bit of self-awareness. Bernie Sanders already went through him. Beto. Beto, uh, how do you say his last name correctly? O'Rourke. O'Rourke. He's just a chill stoner dude up on stage. He said, hell yeah, I'll take your guns. It's one of his lines oh, for the night. wait. Yeah, wasn't there a little backlash on that? I did see a headline saying somebody offered him the business end of his AR or whatever. Oh, did they? There was some, I thought there was some headline. What was the, what was the, what was your comment? I missed probably the last 10 minutes of the debate because I was, I, I just no, went I unconscious. So I don't know if there's a back and forth <laughs> with it, but I know that he was, he did get his, you know, his token swear word in and he did say, Ugh. yeah, he's going to take your AR 15s. Oh, maybe that was it. I'm telling you, like, you think you didn't watch the whole thing? I couldn't watch it at all. Yeah. Like, I couldn't watch it at all. I can only watch this stuff anyway on YouTube at two times speed. And, you know, it seems kind of normal. <laughs> There's not enough speed on YouTube. Yeah, there isn't enough. No, you have to actually be doing speed yeah. and other things at the same time to get through it. Mayor Pete, he struggled a little bit. He, he seemed all right in the beginning, but then he started kind of tripping over himself. And then he told his story about coming out, which is fine. But what he did is he did call Trump a racist in two languages, at least I'm assuming anyway. I'm assuming that it was, that it was that's what he said in another language. Yeah, was, Do you know what language it was? It was uh, Spanish, I believe. Were you going to say Mexico? No, of course not. <laughs> Never do that. I was expecting <laughs> my beta. son who has Down syndrome takes Spanish and he calls it Mexican. He takes Mexican. Yes, it's not Mexican, <laughs> and he thinks that we're Mexican. We're Puerto Rican. Oh yeah, well your last name. It's Puerto Rican. It's Puerto Rican. There you go. My mother thinks it's why we like spicy food, but (laughs) Puerto Ricans don't eat spicy food. Yeah. Yang came out at the beginning, and he promised $1,000 to 10 families around the country. It was his Oprah moment. Oh, so he didn't just come out without a shirt on? No, he he didn't wear a tie, though. He did did not wear wear a tie. Yeah. He's giving money away. That's the shtick. That was his thing, and they don't even know if that's legal. But my favorite part <laughs> about Yang is that at one point the moderator was like, "Okay, everybody is going to get one minute to answer this question. We're going to go down the line, and we're going to start with I can't remember who they started with, but Yang was like third. The first two went smoothly, and when they got to Yang, it's like everybody on stage was taking turns interrupting him as soon as he started talking. <laughs> so that was scripted. I think so. He actually said something. The one time he got to say something, uh, that's the only time at the debate where I went, hmm, that's actually interesting. But I can't remember what it is because all I remember is every (laughs) time he opened his mouth, someone else would raise their hand and just start talking to shut him up. All right. Well, I – I figure he's part of the game. I don't think that he's there because he's – He might be. He's there genuinely and that they're, like, forced to suppress him. I do feel like the whole thing is a game. Overall, the winner, as I predicted, was identity politics and progressive mm-hmm. talking points. Mm-hmm. They, quote, fought over health care. Oh, Elizabeth Warren. That's the one everybody's supposed to be talking about. Yeah. See, I saw the first part. I missed probably the last 10 minutes. I think the last 10 minutes is when she talked more. 
But the first part, all I saw was people attacking Joe Biden and Joe Biden getting thrown question after question after question. Anybody would start to get mentally tired the way they were getting drilled with questions oh, like he was. Yeah, and yeah. Elizabeth Warren was just getting softballs. And she was – it was right. almost like they were protecting her so that she did yeah. not flub. Look old. Yeah. <laughs> And she's not as old as the other two. No, nah, she's 70 and she looks younger. She looks like she's – but she doesn't look – like Bernie Sanders looks like a puppet, doesn't look presidential. I will say this about <laughs> Biden. Standing in between those two, he looks presidential when, right. when you just look at the, the picture on stage. Yes. Elizabeth yes, Warren, he does no, have yeah. good posture. He does. And he listens. <laughs> posture makes a difference. Like Jeb versus Trump, like – Trump leans over, but Jeb, like, used to scrunch down because he was uh-huh. so damn tall. Yeah. And, like, if he had better posture, he could have just won based on that alone. Yeah, Biden's got great <laughs> posture. And when Biden looks at you, when he's when the other candidates are talking, yes. mm-hmm. Biden looks like he's actively listening. Yeah, well, that's the politician in him for sure. Or, yeah. or that alone could account for height and posture and the ability to appear to be listening mm-hmm. could be – 80% of what a politician needs. And they kept showing Biden. Every time somebody else was talking, they would show Biden on the split screen. Oh, that yeah. is usually like in order to promote someone. Or to catch them playing with their nose or to catch them doing something that makes them look silly. Yeah, yeah. Cory Booker was the other one that stood out to me a little bit because he was slightly less cartoonish than he usually is, which I think oh, really? was a good look for him. The stuff that came out of his mouth was complete garbage, but right. the way that he presented it, I thought, was one of his stronger presentations. So, so he wasn't. So Castro took the, nah, the torch for cringeworthy moments. It was bad. I mean, he was saying yeah. he kept saying, "What you don't remember, Joe? You forgot what you said already." But he just wow. kept saying it to super aggressive. The point where the crowd was super aggressive was groaning when he yeah. said it. Yeah, I'm not convinced that the candidate we're going to see as a nominee is even in the field yet, personally. It's so bad. No, I was giving Stacey Abrams till November 3rd, and everyone's like, oh, you're wrong, you're wrong. I'm still giving that a chance. The only thing is that I think they want Trump to win, so I don't think they will sacrifice such a uh, heartily, carefully crafted person. Right. A a friend of mine from California texted me, it's like, oh. Stacey Abrams is coming. This was a couple of weeks ago. She's coming for this thing. Like, I'm so excited. Ugh. You know, she's so, she's like our only hope. And, you know, she's from Georgia. And I was like, please, please. Never just say that again. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> she's not what you think she is. Why do you think that? And, like, I'll say, she's this, she's that. She's like, worked for Kissinger and undermining Russian elections. Like, what? She's just one of them. Why don't you think she is? Because you're such a racist that you think that you can tell by looking at her? Yeah. Listen to her. She is clearly somebody who who hails from an echelon far above the rest of us as far as worldly wise yeah. and and skills. And, I mean, it's, it's really weird. Yet they think that she is their John Connor leading the resistance. And she will lead the resistance when Trump wins again. Oh, right again. off a cliff. Right. Yeah, I mean, right into the hands of the of the of the globalists who want to cram five G down and listen to you all the time. Like, what happened to the left that wanted crunchy granola? I mean, I think California was the first state to require vaccines even at private schools. I mean, there's no crunchy granola. There's no back to nature. There's no keep your hands off my weed. It's like corporate, uh, and there's no anti-war. Like, what is? What do you want? Yeah. What, what's the point? 
What what is the point? Now you're just angry and reactionary. Yeah. Well, they had a, they it. talked about a war on guns. They talked a lot about health care, the oh, progressive uh, versus the moderate in health care debate. I, I saw that healthcare was supposed to be like the, you know, today in the retrospect, like, oh, healthcare, healthcare, healthcare. And I just, I, for the longest time, when Obamacare came around, like, it really made me think about it. it first of all, it's health, Obamacare is health insurance, it's not healthcare. So, like, it's, and, and health insurance has always been the thing that's tax deductible. That's subsidized, not health health care. So it's kind of the way like the interest on your mortgage payment is tax taxable, but your rent isn't. Your doctor bills aren't. That's a that is subsidized by the tax code. That's what that is. It makes some things cheaper relative to other things. And they're always, if you scratch service, you can usually see that they're financial instruments, which shows you what industry they're trying to promote. But on the other hand, big health care is a very powerful industry. It's an offshoot of the oil industry. Did you realize that? I did not. So John D. Rockefeller, the first one, the oil guy, his father was a notorious like uh, charlatan. Yeah. He was literally a snake oil uh-huh. salesman, which yeah. is like where you drink oil oh, I did know for that, healthcare actually. purposes. Right. So they taught these guys that, and what they what they did with some byproducts, like the chemical industry, petrochemicals. It's like they are derivatives of oil, petroleum. A lot, most of it is, and that's what that was the birth of the pharmaceutical industry. They're chemicals, and as a matter of fact, I there was a recall of Zantac for having chemicals in it that are known carcinogens. So this stuff is. I don't. Th- I think that the healthcare industry is so captive, so corrupted that you don't get the real information. And it's actually like what I was saying yesterday: global censorship of health information. That's for real. Like they, they, there's no question about it. Truth about health and medicine is suppressed by the government. And so when I look at this and I think of all the people I've known who've gotten sick, who've gotten cancer, how they were treated. A lot of times I I have wondered if like they, the two people in my family who got colon cancer, both of them took a lot of medicine and there's a, one of them was a millennial and m- I, the millennials have this insane rate of colon cancer. They're too young to even be screened for it. But there has to be a reason that this just popped up. Like, what is the reason? Electromagnetic fields and, like, iPhones and stuff, I don't think they tell us that to the extent those are bad for you. But uh, Accutane, like, a lot of those maybe Prozac stuff that people started taking around the time these kids were coming of age, I don't know. I'm not saying that's what does it. But something's doing it, and they're not telling us what's doing it. And I I started to wonder if Obamacare is really about keeping people maybe not necessarily sick, maybe sick, but certainly in that healthcare process where you can't be independently healthy. Yeah. You you take stuff, then you need stuff, and then the stuff that you take can create other problems, and then all of a sudden you're taking too many pills, and they I don't think they're honest about what the impact is i don't think in some cases they know what the impact is yet i don't think and it's they been don't want to know study. 
a couple of different podcasts I was listening to recently talks about how the regulatory agencies depend heavily on the industry for the studies. So the studies are never going to, even if the studies are valid, they're only going to explore upside. Yeah. They're never going to explore downside. And I'll tell you, but the problem with the FDA and even truth and advertising laws, all that stuff where they're just like, well, we, we need to spend seven years checking this out and we'll let you know, is that it builds up in you a false sense of security mm-hmm. so that you think that you can believe what they tell you. You think that if it's on the market, it's safe. Yeah. But previously, you would know, well, that's just snake oil. Like, I don't know unless I know. How am I going to know? You know. And then you think about it yourself. And you think, oh, well, I know CVS does its own testing and Rite Aid doesn't. So if I'm buying it at CVS or they have a consultant or whatever, like the free market can help. And then the other mechanism of our common law system, which does not require regulatory barriers, prior restraint, centralized control, is simply when a medicine does harm in a negligent way or even an intentional way or whatever, you can, or fraud, you know, got you to take it through fraud, you can sue them for actual damages but things like vaccines, the government has prevented people from suing for damages. So they, they, they neutralize the, our traditional legal remedies that do not, do not involve prior restraint, do mm. not involve keeping us from doing something. And in return, they say, well, we'll replace it with regulatory, but th- it's not perfect. And the other way, it's decentralized, and everybody can access it. And if you're truly damaged, you can get the damages. It has people personally responsible for taking it, for giving it. Anyway, I don't like this system, and I don't think that the healthcare debate is really about making people healthier. Right. To your point, Prozac stops working on people. Oh, oh! in the day, they said you took it for three months. And it was supposed to kind of snap you out of dysthymia or depression. And, and it was originally approved as a short-term medicine. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't know either. what you were saying, though. I know How'd people, you know? I know people who take you're it. You're just saying anecdotally. Yeah, and I've seen and I've heard other stories of people talking about this, too, giving testimonials that after taking it for a certain amount of years that it will just stop working. And that person— But you're still taking yeah, it. Yeah, well, well, that person will just not know what to do with themselves. Because they've been on it for so long, and they're dependent on it, and then it just stops. And well, so, they should go off it. But I remember the Yeah, but they, it's, they've been adjusted to it, so it's just – there's no right. weaning off. You're supposed to wean off yeah. the stuff, and it's just abrupt. Yeah. I mean that call, that can cause mental illness right there. It's yeah. just a sudden – because it's been messing with the chemicals oh, in yeah. their brain. Uh, the other antidepressants, I don't know about Prozac. I think that's the least bad as far as withdrawals, but the other ones have extreme uh, – they have – Withdrawing abruptly can lead to suicidal tendencies. I don't doubt it. Yeah, I mean, that stuff's dangerous to play with. So anonymity is dead for sperm donors. Did you know that? No. Does that mean that they're going to be responsible for, like, child care payments? That's a good question. But thanks to sites like 23andMe and Ancestry.com, people are getting enough clues to track down their biological parents. They're very shocked, I'm sure, biological parents when the son or daughter they never intended or whatever gender they choose, they never intended to meet, shows up at their door. Can you imagine that? Does 23andMe connect you with actual people by name? Is that like – I'm not sure how it works. Coming down the road. Yeah, I mean, I think people have found, maybe you check a box like, I'm willing to be found 
Well, for now, the way that it sounded like to me in the article is that people were going scouring these websites and getting enough clues that would help them do further research, and then that would enable them to track down their biological parent. Parents leave children, and the children might go find them and say, "Why did you abandon me? I don't really know how it would work in this case. I just needed fifty bucks. I didn't abandon you." <laughs> right? No, they can't have them responsible and the program. Not that I don't know about that program, but I know like the egg harvesting. That's a very dramatic hormonal process. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't, I'm not sure that's like ethically. Safe. That also is the, the anonymity for that is also weaning. The sperm banks are having to modify their policy because they used to be able to promise an, anonymity. So now they have to change it to say, we promise that we will never release your information. However, there's a caveat with all the DNA stuff, and we've talked about the DNA databases they're collecting from everybody now. It's possible for them to find you on their own in the future. Well, I think that'll give people pause. So anybody can be found with DNA. Yes. yes. And uh, I'm checking the news feed right now as we speak. Felicity, this is how expensive kids can be. Felicity Huffman is right now ready to be sentenced in the college bribery thing mm -hmm. scandal. And her story was that she paid $15,000 to Rick Singer to alter her daughter's college entrance exam scores. And she pleaded guilty and threw herself in the mercy of the court. So my guess is her sentencing will not include jail time, even yeah. though prosecutors are asking for yeah. that because they want to reward you for not fighting back. Whereas Lori Lachlan, as soon as she decided not to accept their plea bargain, they increased her charges so that she's, instead of having a year and a half maximum, yeah. now she's vulnerable to 40 years. I mean, that is just absolute coercion. That's I hate terrible. that. And what Lori Lachlan supposedly did, and they're just like, oh, Felicity Huffman did nothing. It was 15 grand. Somebody else did 500 grand. They're talking about Lori Lachlan getting bamboozled out of 500 grand by that Rick Singer from yeah. what we have both concluded in actually reading the court documents. I really, I worry for Lori Lachlan. She's, but I think that Felicity Huffman, regardless of what else they give her, I mean, the real thing is, do you want to go to jail? And I, I think that's probably. And Felicity Huffman. Yeah, she's been in the news the past couple of days, as you said, throwing herself at the mercy of the court. I believe she even wrote an apology letter explaining herself to the judge or something like that. And I, she got references who did the same. I think that we're going to see the contrast after this of how bad Lori Laughlin is. This person is sorry and apologetic. This person is defiant and refusing to accept responsibility. I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah, oh, they will definitely paint her, Lori Laughlin, as being the the – arrogant whatever but she's a victim like i hope that she has lawsuits out against that singer now he might i don't know if you can give somebody like they gave singer i think some level of a deal to cooperate i don't know if that could insulate him from a civil case yeah. like when bill clinton and alan dershowitz were covered criminally by the epstein thing presumably i don't know if that's in the record or not but i think it seems pretty evident his co-conspirators were included those guys was the, was virginia roberts allowed to sue those people or did the you know immunity extend to say it would be hard to believe that it could extend to civil cases but it might not. also be hard for her to prove it in a civil court but but she might without the help of the government but my point is that lori lachlan should sue singer and maybe yeah. even you know, the government for wrongful prosecution. Absolutely.
I, I'm really rooting for Lori. What, I am we too. Have, we have a couple of episodes. We have a great. Is there any way when people listen to this, if they want to go listen to the Lori Lachlan stuff, that you can attach it in the link? Do you do that? I can put the links in the show notes. If you want. Okay. Because yeah. the show notes are on the properport.com, right? Mm-hmm. So if people are listening to the feed, they don't necessarily see that stuff, but it is. Yeah. Well, they should right, see. Okay. They should be able to see the show notes if they click on the details of the. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. Thank you. There's another hurricane potentially forming near the Bahamas. I don't know if you remember, but last week I said that we are going to get a reprieve from the hurricane talk around 9-11. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then we did. we did. And then it would come back just yeah. in time for the September 23rd United Nations Hurricane Summit in New York City <laughs> because it needs to be top of mind so people care about it. So, September 23rd, so get ready for some major cloud seeding on September ma- yeah, 23rd. <laughs> some major hysteria. Maybe Sharpie Gate comes back. I don't know. Oh, that absolutely might. I mean, there might be uh, a part two to that. Maybe. Maybe, du- maybe comes with the, the orange sequel. Sharpie. There you go. The <laughs> but uh, speaking of the scary water... The boat fire, the boat fire, the California boat fire, which upsets us all so much, they, the government has figured out something to blame the boat owners of, which is that they did not have a roaming – now, nobody could roam on that boat, but a roaming night watchman during – like the Navy has, you have a night watchman – they say it was required by regulations. I tried to find the regulations that said that. I didn't have a lot of time before the show to find that, but I question whether that's true. And if it is true, if it's ever been enforced, if anyone ever does it, if it was reasonable for these guys to even know about it, because they were all by the book. And I just I wonder if that particular boat was classified as something that required a night watch. I really want to find that out. And in less reported news, the Coast Guard issued a warning about using lithium batteries and power strips on boats. So they're saying they don't know what's going on, but they just issued that, I think, yesterday. I have to say that I have been unplugging my stuff more frequently since then because it gets so hot. It gets so hot. Shoot, you're right. Like I... I have my kids put their stuff in airplane mode, but I need to tell them. And I had that Swedish friend who said, you don't sleep with your phone plugged in, do you? And I, and I was like, what? And she said, they go on fire. And I thought, I, I laughed. I was like, there's no chance the almighty iPhone goes on fire. You know, that's ridiculous. She's like, it definitely does. But the ion battery, the lithium ion battery was what I believe brought down MH370 that I told, oh my gosh, did I do like my best investigative work ever when I cracked the code on MH370, (laughs) which I believe went down an hour after takeoff in the South China Sea where pieces of it were found initially and that the reason was the lithium ion batteries in uh, in the cargo hold. Don't leave your stuff plugged in too long. It might get hot is a lesson, I think. Yes, and that's why they don't let you – right after that, they didn't let you take certain batteries onto the plane. Yeah. That that was a regulation. You don't probably fly as much as I do, but I remember the change when that happened, and they don't say it was because of MH370. Coast Guard isn't saying it's because of this dive boat fire, but it happens right on the heels. So, anyway. Oh, and they took the boat – it looks like they lifted the boat out of the water, which reminded me of that – 
picture we were seeing of the Google Earth thing. What was that? Like they was it a car that they found? The remains of a man who had been missing for 22 years was wow. found thanks to Detective Google Earth is what I'm calling it. You now. think that's for reals? I do. I see stories all the time about Oh yeah, yeah. People finding people having sex on Google Earth. People, oh my goodness! Well, I saw like a, out in the woods. Yeah, in a park. There's one guy. He saw his Yikes. wife with another man no. on Google Earth, and they no. ended up getting a divorce. And obviously, what this does is it makes people go start scouring Google Earth, and we of turn course. into we turn into mass surveillance, Boyers, just surveilling right, everything. Right. Yeah. But yeah, somebody who happened to live used to live in this area was just looking at the Google Earth of the area, and from Google Earth, they saw what appeared to be a car submerged in a lake behind this, this in this neighborhood where I think this man might have lived. And then this is the interesting part of it is this person contacted somebody who lived adjacent to the the lake, and to verify, this person got his personal drone out, flew his personal drone over the lake, and verified that there was something submerged. So we have Google Earth. And a drone wow. working together to find this on, missing person. Come on, that's too person. much of a. I mean, I guess it's possible, but that I, feels so like trigger word. <laughs> always being watched is what that, that feels like to me. And that it's private, like Google's supposedly private. The drone, the guy drone's private. private. Because I always think, like, if the government has access to all that stuff, so should we. And I guess we do. All right. Well, that was your drive time news prop. Drive that, time news blast. That's not the name and anymore. That's what it is. Not only a news blast, but we have a blast. We have How a can blast. You forget the blast, Johnny. Blast I, was, I was having such a blast that <laughs> I reverted to the old name. That was no way, man. Your drive time news blast that you can get <laughs> every afternoon at 4 p.m. on thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform under the Propaganda Report podcast feed. We will talk to you tomorrow.